0: For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome, Trisha. We are pumped to have you on Women in Web 3 today. How's it going?
1: Really well, thank you. I'm excited to be here and chat with you.
0: Thanks. So let's let's start, dive right in. Tell us a little bit about who you are. I like to let people do their own introduction because I know you wear a ton of hats. Mm-hmm. Um, as we were just saying before we hopped on, you're trying to juggle it all, mom, business, Web3. Yes. Um, so, yeah, tell us who you are, uh, what you're working on, how you got into Web3.
1: Cool, cool. Um, so I'm Tricia. I'm the CEO of Invisible Universe, Invisible is a internet first animation studio incubating cartoon character IP on social media in partnership with some of the world's biggest celebrities. Um, and prior to running Invisible, I was a TV producer for 15 years of my career, worked on um, a lot of unscripted shows, many of which I'd be excited to tell you I worked on, some of which are probably people's guilty pleasures, um, but but really have always considered myself a storyteller at heart and, and very lucky to have been able to make that my career. Um, so I spent time at Viacom. I was a buyer at VH1 and and then spent time on the studio side working for Mark Burnett at MGM um, and then became more and more interested in in the ways in which technology was disrupting entertainment Um, and seeing this next generation want something different in in where they were consuming content and how involved they were. Um, And so as my curiosity was was getting peaked around that, uh, there was an opportunity at Snapchat for me to go join their team on the show's side, really helping define what does it mean to tell Mobile first stories, and how do you engage, you know, a really massive audience in the hundreds of millions of people a day using it um, around short form storytelling? And so, when I got there, it was but a thesis, right? Like, c- could you do this? Like, will people care? Will they watch? Um, and of course, I knew the answer was yes. I think, as storytellers, it's your job to distribute the content where people are naturally spending time as opposed to trying to sort of bring them from one place to another. Um, And so I spent time there and and it was a really fun, wild ride. And I learned a lot and met some great people, um, including my my partner, um, who's the co-founder of the company, John Brennan. Um, And he and I really spotted this kind of white space that we considered social media platforms to present um, and, and really to incubate IP in a way that is much more collaborative, right? Like studios would put out an animated movie after years of development and production, and maybe the best they would have is is some market testing and focus groups. What we're really doing is building in public. And that's a phrase that, you know, has come up so much in Web3. It's much better branding for what I've always called egoless storytelling, um, which is this idea of like, we're going to consider our characters like, we're a tech company and they're our MVP. And we're going to put them out into the world and we're going to do that quickly. And then we're going to take feedback and we're going to double down on what works and sort of steer the storylines where we're seeing great traction and where it's resonating. Um, and so we've launched characters with Serena Williams, with Charlie and Dixie Demilio, with Jennifer Aniston. Um, and, and for us, we see Web3 as really being like an extension of the internet. So as a company that thinks about the internet being our playground and, and where we can launch and grow community. Um, Web3 means the internet just got a lot more interesting <laughs> and we can bring communities in in a really meaningful and interesting way. So that's really what we're set out to do.
0: I love that. I want to back up and ask one question for anyone who might not understand what a character IP is yeah, and what that yeah, it's means. that's a great question.
1: It's a great question. We, um, you know, very ambitiously uh, are out to be the Pixar of the Internet. And if you think about, you know, the first time you watch Toy Story or Nemo, which, by the way, I have kids, so I can tell you they really hold up. Um, But as you watch these, they capture your heart. They make you feel something. They teach you about yourself and the world around you. And so we really believe in the power of animated IP to translate and to um, be a source of joy in the lives of kids and families. And so much the way that, you know, you met Woody and Buzz on the big screen, we think you'll meet the next Woody and Buzz on TikTok um, or or through an NFT project and and that character coming to life. Um, And so we just think that there's a real opportunity to disrupt the way that character IP has traditionally been brought to the marketplace um, and to do it in a way that hopefully builds affinity faster and stronger because you're doing it in a less precious way. You're letting people actually have an impact on it and and a say.
0: Do the celebrities that you mentioned, um, do they then own that IP for that character? So you partner with them to make this Internet content. I know I'm thinking of the example of Serena Williams, because I believe her character has then been translated beyond this internet show yeah. to yeah. actual physical products. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like?
1: That's right. Our Our belief is that while our characters will start on social and social will be the center of gravity, right? It'll be where our communities get to spend time and talk with the characters every day. The extensions of, of that IP are endless and they include some traditional media routes like long form animation for a streamer or, you know, um, content on YouTube, publishing, NFTs, eventually CPG, um, dolls, toys, licensing, music, um, podcasts. So we really look at it as like social is where we're going to launch and incubate quickly. um, But we want our IP to become household name Franchises, Um, and you know, I I heard somebody define franchise recently on a podcast as like when a kid wants to wear it on their backpack, and I was like, I love that. I think a lot about. I have two kids. I think about like okay, when when my kids are holding their Kuwai doll, you know, wanting to take it in the crib with them after they've like brushed their teeth with you know a squeaky and Ray toothbrush, and that's that's really like the ecosystem that we want to build. We want to bring these characters into the the homes of of people all over the world.
0: I love that, and I will say, knowing how much my brother-in-law laughs at Pixar films, <laughs> I think there is like an opportunity for both all ages, like the yes. kids, as you mentioned, but also adults want to get in on this as well. That's and right, and just like open up that childlike imagination yes. to creating yes. their own characters, or you know, there's there's so many possibilities there, which which I love. Um, I I want to ask. I know you mentioned NFTs. So we've talked a lot about having these characters on social. How are you taking it into Web three? Um, what's what's next, like moving forward with this new technology?
1: Well, one of the I, I love that you are saying with this new technology because I think people forget that at the heart of it, that's what just happened, right? Is like but there there is a technology that has come and disrupted the ways in which communities are going to form around many verticals, right? Like it's it's going to impact and disrupt fashion and it's going to do that for music and we've seen it do it for art and i think storytelling and entertainment is no different from any of those um and so as we started to look at these communities that were rallying around uh, mainly pfp projects over like the last year um we looked at that and we thought wow they're they're building ip and whether or not that's what they set out to do or whether they you know, had that in their roadmap, if you will. um, That's what it is. And so how can we sort of um, take what we've built at Invisible Universe, which is really the marriage of three things, incredible storytellers, a quick turn animation studio, and community managers. And those are, you know, the ingredients uh, in in our secret sauce that I'm putting out there. And I think for us, we saw it as like, wow, we're really well positioned to do some very innovative things in this space. Um, And so we were personal fans of a number of these communities, including, you know, Doodles and Cool Cats and, and a few of the communities that we decided to kind of launch this project with. And we came up with this idea where we just thought like... Gosh, imagine like Avenger style if you had all of these worlds collide. What does that look like? And I'm sure not uh, unrelated to my career in reality television, we thought like put them in a house together. What happens if you (laughs) put them in a house together? It'll Um, always
0: find its way to entertainment when you have a bunch of people in the house. We could have just filmed everyone's houses at COVID.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's completely right. I think um, the the possibilities are endless uh, for... For comedy and for heart and for characters to go on a journey, and so we have um, created characters based off NFTs, based off the JPEGs from each of these five communities. So from Bored Ape's, Cool Cats, Doodles, Robotos, and World of Women. And so in some cases, you know, we we had to figure out a, a deal with these communities. In other cases, we didn't. It all, of course, depends on the. Terms and conditions and, and IP kind of point of view that each has. Um, but we're incredibly excited. We think that our cast is hilarious and dynamic. And I mean, every time I see a new episode, I have a different favorite. Um, my team teases me that they're like, wait, I thought you were Team Claudine. I'm like, ah, I'm Team Journey today. Um, but they're just really fun. And, and so they're coming. The conceit is that they're leaving the metaverse for the first time crossing over and experiencing life in the real world together, namely in a mansion in LA. And so it feels like we get to poke fun at all of these kind of reality house show tropes, as well as uh, take a crack at the absurdity of the metaverse um, and, and letting them kind of be fish out of water characters. I love that. How will people be able to watch that show? We're distributing, so there's um, 34 episodes. They range between like one to two minutes. We're distributing the content across TikTok and across um, Discord and Twitter, of course, and then our dedicated project site. Um, And one of the parts I'm so excited about because we're so passionate about letting our community kind of collaborate with us creatively, we um, will be minting producer passes. And these producer passes will allow you to sort of play along with us as producers. So imagine like in a reality show, you have somebody doing their confessional interview um, and we're going to allow our community holders to really help us write those. Um, They'll get to write entire storylines and anyone who's a holder of the original five communities that we're featuring in season one, they actually get a chance to have their NFT brought to life, animated and, and put into the house for a cameo spot. Um, And so we think that we're really playing around with like, what's the value proposition? How do we make this really fun to collaborate with us? Um, and, And how do we bring these communities in, in a way that makes them really excited about the project?
0: That is so cool. And I love that you're still making the show accessible, putting it across all of the platforms. Like you said in the beginning, coming back to storytelling has to be where everyone is, where not everyone is. trying that's to right. get everyone into the metaverse in order that's to watch right. your show. So I, right. I think that's brilliant. How Thank has that so been leading a team? It sounds like you kind of experienced that when you were at Snap, where you guys were ahead of the game, you were like foraying into a new industry. How has that been with Web3 trying to convince Hollywood and entertainment mm-hmm. and this industry mm-hmm. that the NFT is the metaverse, like that's where things are heading and that they should be on board?
1: Yes, yes. It's a great question. I mean, first and foremost, you cannot argue with the cultural movement that is happening. And, and as these PFP projects started to blow up, the truth is every boardroom across Hollywood was talking about board Ape and was talking about Doodles. And so whether um, whether Hollywood has sort of like collectively figured out their move in the space, um, I think it's undeniable. Like we can't unknow blockchain technology. We can't forget that it came on the scene and has changed things. And so to sort of um, deny that, I think, is kind of burying your head in the sand and for us, we we wanted to um, really flex what we think we've built that's highly valuable, um, that could differentiate us in a really fast way. And the other key piece, I think, is contextualizing the space, right? Like, it's really easy for somebody to go, wait, they spent how much for that JPEG? Like, why? What is the point, right? Well, if you start to explain it as like, hey, they can watch this show, they get to help write episodes, Like. There's such barriers to entry in the entertainment space. We all know this. Like people could try to be a writer for 10, 20 years and it never works out. And we're really saying like, hey, this is a, a creative experience that we're inviting you to be a part of. Um, and I think that value proposition is really exciting to people.
0: Yeah, you're quite literally giving people the opportunity to help write the story of our future. It's it's like yes. history in the making, if you yes. will. <laughs> um, totally. Uh, yeah, I love that. What else, you you talked about giving context to the space. What else are some of the biggest things that you think need to be demystified about Web3 yeah. and the metaverse um, yeah. and, and what you're working on, even your project?
1: I think one of the exciting things is going to be the bridge between Web3 communities and Web2 platforms. And I think our company is really experimenting a lot in that space, um, because we've had such success popularizing characters and IP on places like TikTok um, that, you know, I think sometimes for all of us that have gotten so into Web3 over the last year or two years or whatever... Um, we maybe forget web two is not dead (laughs) and web three is also not yet mainstream. And so this is a really interesting moment in time um, to be very thoughtful about how these two things can coexist and create an ecosystem um, as opposed to just thinking about it like web three, my community exists just on discord. Um, I think that uh, sort of allowing people to experience the content and the characters anywhere they're naturally spending time. Like I think about it as, um, you know, I want people to be in their local target aisle and see our characters as toys. And I want them to listen to a podcast when they're, you know, putting their kids to bed, that our characters are reading them bedtime stories. And then they also are a holder of the NFT, which makes them feel so invested in the overall creative. And so I really think that we're going to start to see much more of of that type of franchise building where it is internet first, but it also is cohesive across, you know, every platform.
0: I love that. My last question that I have before I open up the floor for anything else you want to add is you're so wildly imaginative and innovative with what you're doing here. Where do you get your creativity and
1: inspiration from? Oh my God. What a great question. Um, (laughs) A loaded question maybe, but... (laughs) The truth is I have one speed, like for better or worse. Like I just, there's no, there's no dimmer on this light switch. (laughs) And so I think I just, I, my brain doesn't turn off. I spend way too much time on the internet. Um, I have two little kids that like inspire me every day. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's my only thing. And then an amazing team, like a team that like wants to dream big too. And wants to like have wildly ambitious goals and have people like tell us we're crazy. And that's okay. We're completely okay with that. Um, Because I think the rest would be boring.
0: I think you're a huge advocate for the dream big philosophy. And I love (laughs) to see it because we're, I feel like in a time where it truly all can happen and come true, like in the blink of
1: an eye. That's right. That's right. We're seeing it. And and I think um, if you're if you're building with the right kind of principles around it, which we really took our time to understand, right? Like we had, we had people, you know, a year ago that were like launch a PFP project for this character. And, and we really deliberately held off so that we could study this space more so that we could understand what is the critical success factor of a community like a board ape? Or like what what makes some projects really sticky and engaging and what makes others feel like, uh-oh, the bottom fell out. And so I don't regret taking a minute to to do that because I think um I think being like humble students is is the most important thing. And hopefully that's gonna be reflected as as we launch the real metaverse.
0: That's awesome. And that's great advice for people looking to get into the space or start their own project, like take your time, do some research.
1: (laughs) You don't have to dive in in right away. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. Is there anything else that you want to add before we close out anything else that's coming up? Um, then of course want to get your socials at the end and where people can follow along, but any last thoughts?
1: Great. Um, I would say, you know, look out for our other characters to start to make their splash, uh, respectively in, in the space. And I think we're really inspired by not only PFP projects, we're inspired by, you know, collaborative animated series like we're doing. Um, I think there's a ton of space um, for us to put out content like Aku's Dreams, which I thought was like an incredible uh, storytelling experience. Um, And so I think we have, you know, several other characters that are in early stages of development for for their bespoke Web3 strategies, if you will. Um, So more to come from Invisible for sure.
0: We will keep our eyes peeled for people to keep their tabs on what you're doing. Where should they follow? We will drop everything in the show
1: notes as well. Amazing. Follow us at the real metaverse on Twitter. Um, You can follow uh, the invisible universe handles both across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Um, And then each of our characters from the real metaverse also has a handle. Um, and so we'll, we'll make sure that you, you see those and you can find those on the Real Metaverse, uh, Twitter handle as well.
0: Awesome. We're pumped. Trisha. Thank thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Carly. Great to talk to you.
0: Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things. And definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at By Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3. And you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you and we look forward to our next episode.